Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. We are back after a lovely weekend here in the land of Israel. Today, we're going to be talking about the new world hiccup. (laughs) What is that, say you? We're going to find out. We're going to be talking also about Biden's famine, the famine that is expected to hit at least parts of the world due to this war of Russia invading the Ukraine. And we're going to be talking about can the uh, Davos or Davos model succeed past the U.S. midterms. And hopefully we're going to be having on a young woman in Russia who will be speaking to us about her take on the war with Ukraine, whether she supports this war or whether she doesn't. I wonder how safe she's going to be after this interview. I, I really don't know. And I hope she will be safe, but uh, we're going to be hoping to get her on uh, because I don't know what her opinion is. I'm going to be hearing this the first time with you. I want to also remind you all that uh, though you've, you have been hearing me less on the radio, you've been seeing more of me now on video because we are uh, branching out into video We have some spectacular interviews that I've done on our new podcast called Solomon's Sword, where we cut to the truth of issues. And our last one was called World War III. Has it already started? Will it go nuclear? And I'll give you a little spoiler here. Our guest says it's over a 50% chance that it will go nuclear. And he tells you why and he tells you what to expect. Very riveting interview, if I do say so myself. You better uh, go and watch that one quickly. Also, uh, a fun one that I did for Purim, which was uh, being friends with Bob Dylan, the inside story. His friend of 50 years has um, joined me on video also and talks about how he became famous, uh, what it was like when they were kids playing together, etc., a lot of stuff they got into. <laughs> Very interesting. So you're going to want to hear that as well. And lots more interviews with people from the Ukraine, people uh, who are talking about right and left issues, etc. Don't miss them. Go to our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com and hit that video button on the menu. We'll be right back. The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel was prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago and is coming true today. Shalom. Join me, Josh Wander, on Israel Unplugged. Listen in as we delve into the spiritual and physical aspects of the Jewish return to Zion. We'll discuss the biblically mandated, historic, and of course practical understandings of this incredible transition from exile to redemption. That's Israel Unplugged, every Monday on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And I am thrilled to have on the air with me not one, but two young women 
in Moscow who are going to be giving us their take on the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. And I want to hear from all sides. As you know, they have uh, basically banned RT News, which is Russia Today News, on YouTube. You can't find it there anymore. It's hard to find. I actually did find it. Uh, if you go to their website, you might be able to find it, uh, and it might be able to stream for you. But uh, I, I always want to know the whole side of a story and not just one side. So our guest is Victoria and Sophia Portnianjina. Uh, they are 19 years old and 21 years old. They are sisters and they are joining us from Moscow right now live. So welcome to the show, to the show, Victoria and Sophia. Yes. Good afternoon. Hello. Thank you for uh, the invitation. It's wonderful to have you with me. So, uh, I really am not sure what stance you're taking and what you want to say about the war uh, with Russia and Ukraine, but uh, where would you like to start? Yes, I would like to start that we consider this situation as not a war and as a liberation operation uh, because uh, the the main goal of uh, the Russian Federation is to uh, free uh, the Ukraine from um, the NATO's block and to uh, free it uh, from the militarization and pacification. All right. And so, uh, but people, what people see, at least in the West, on the news is that Russia has invaded another sovereign country. What do you have to say about that? First of all, we need uh, to... Um, clarify some moments. First of all, it, it wasn't an invasion because uh, Daner and LNR um, uh, signed the, con um, the contract with us that we uh, are able to um, create the um, international uh, law with them. So um, therefore, we uh, started this operation uh, because of the agreement between us. Um, yes, and this was the aim. Um, but, and the news you see on the internet, uh, they might be um, they might might be uh, fakes, uh, but uh, also there is uh, the truth. But everyone, we should remember that everyone is trying to show them uh, their cells uh, in the best uh, light, and uh, so. Um, there are uh, publicly available and historically confirmed facts uh, that cannot be denied in any case. Um, I can um, tell you what, which fa facts they are. Go ahead. So the first, uh, I, I, first of all, uh, I would like to say that uh, the reason uh, we started this liberation operation um, is, was the expansion of uh, NATO's block to the east and they approach uh, to its uh, military infrastructure to the Russian boards, borders and it is well known that for 30 years uh, we have been patiently trying to um, agree uh, with uh, the leading NATO countries on the, uh, on the principles of um, equal security in Europe and uh, in response to our proposals, uh, we were constantly facing um, the uh, cynical um, deception and uh, the attempts to pressure us. 
so um um, despite all of the uh, process from our side, we were um, um, the NATO's block was uh, steadily expanding, and um, therefore the military ex uh, equipment uh, was moving and approaching to our borders. And um, so uh, every agreement was like nothing. Uh, therefore, we um needed to, to, to take uh, the situation in our own hands and to start uh to uh, demilitarize and uh, to um, um start demilitarization and denazification of uh, Ukraine. So I want to ask you, you, you talk about demilitarization, but what we see here in the West on the media is buildings of civilians, apartment buildings being destroyed. Um, and they even have the maternity hospital shown destroyed. I mean, why, if this is a military operation to demilitarize the Ukrainians, why are civilian targets shown being hit? Uh, uh, first of all, we need to um, analyze all of uh, the videos that are uh, on the internet and um, to... Uh, clarify um, that uh, there are so many videos uh, that are fake ones and um, uh, so um, it, uh, it can be from the Ukrainian side also. We know that um, it is um, an ad undoubtedly uh, and historically approved that uh, the tragic events that uh, were um, in Donbass have been leading to the death of huge number of people, of civilians for eight years. And for eight years, uh, the Ukrainian Nazis have been uh, ro uh, robbing and killing the innocent population. So um, they shelled and peaceful cities of Donbass and hundreds of thousands of people uh, were, forced, were forced to leave uh, their homes. Um, so the biggest. Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I want to understand. Are you saying that the Ukrainian army is doing this to their own people, destroying civilian apartment buildings in order to score points with the media, with the propaganda? Yeah, I don't say that it is uh, going from uh, the the whole nation of the Ukraine. It is going from the Nazis. Uh, the, the Nazism, and uh, so um, it is not a secret uh, that um, the Nazis have been killing people in Ukraine, in Donbass, and uh, uh, in this year uh, area for eight years, um, starting um, from the uh, 2014. Uh, also, uh, yeah, you said uh, there was also information that Russian uh, destroyed the maternity hospital in Ukraine, but uh, no one said the fact uh, to, uh, according to official data, uh, this maternity hospital was uh, occupied by nationalists uh, for a long time. So you're saying that there were Ukrainian soldiers in this uh, hiding out in this hospital? And that's yes, why it was targeted? Uh, it's um, official data. Yes, it is official data, and we uh, have provided it officially. And uh, it was um, confirmed that uh, it was free from uh, the, all of uh, the women there. 
So that's why there was such a low death toll. Let me ask you this. What is the news in Russia showing you, the civilians, are they, how many dead are there? Because there's a discrepancy. We, we get all sorts of numbers. How many Russian soldiers have been killed in Ukraine with this operation? Um, I, I think there were many of them because uh, there is um, much news about it. But uh, personally, uh, my sister and I, uh, we have decided that uh, we wouldn't watch uh, the news because uh, this time um, we, we wouldn't watch the news because it is the information that is um, um, going now. It is a, like a huge wave, so um, we can't cope with this, and it is um, it is not the right effect. But the only the only news that you're seeing is what the Russian government wants you to see because there is a censorship on both sides. I understand that Russia just now censored Google. Google's not, you're not allowed to get onto Google. So why would you not want to watch the news if that's what the government is approving you to watch? I'm sorry, I'm just using a Google uh, every day. <laughs> so so you're know. saying, oh, wait, this is interesting. So you're saying that you, you are in Russia using Google and there's no problem, it's not banned? Yes, I'm using Google. Are you using, using the VPN? No, Google is working without VPN, but as for the other uh, sources, it can be used with VPN. There is no like a block for us. Uh, there is a block, but we can um, go with VPN or, for example, uh, as you said, Google, but Google uh, is working right now in Russia. I'm using it freely. So are you saying that that's fake news that, that Russia uh, banned Google recently? I don't. I don't really watch the news, as I have already said. But uh, the truth is that I'm using it every day. So I have used it um, today. Very <laughs> interesting. So we only have about sixty seconds left. A little bit less. Uh, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Uh, I would like to leave our listeners with the fact that uh, the main goal uh, is to uh, free uh, the. Ukrainian nation from Nazism and uh, Russian people are a strong nation. So everything will be fine with us. And don't worry, we're used to all of the sanctions. We are not suffering. We will overcome everything. And everything is fine. And uh, we would like to thank you for your invitation. And uh, also, I want to say that there are many kind uh, people living in Russia. And uh, it uh, hurts us very much that almost everyone hates Russian people now. Uh, we are hated for our na uh, nation um, uh, and uh, for the fact uh, that we love our country, uh, we love our culture, we love uh, customs. Uh, well, we have to leave it there. I'm so sorry. We've come to the end of the show, but we will speak again. Thank you so much for giving us your take on the situation. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Goodbye. Happy nice day. Hi, I'm Steve Miller. And I'm Matt Zucker. Join us for Lighten Up, where we take a look at the week's current events in Israel and from around the Jewish world through a humorous lens. If you've been paying attention during these crazy times, you know that it's a challenge to parody life anymore. 
But join Steve and I as we give it the old college try. Not only is being happy an obligation, but life is just too short to take it all so seriously. So join me, Steve Miller. And me, Matt Zucker. For a Lighten Up every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Israel, only on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Very interesting interview that we just had with two young women in Moscow giving their take of this war or, quote, operation, as they term it. Very, very interesting. I hope to have them. Uh, maybe I'm going to have them on in a video interview on uh, Tuesday. Uh, on the Solomon Sword. We'll see. So keep an eye out for that. By the way, if you'd like to come to our interviews, you can always write me for the link. You can come in and watch live. You can even ask your own questions afterwards and just write me at Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We have joining us now Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues, and we're going to be talking about the new world hiccup. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right, so where would you like to start, the new world hiccup? Well, you know, Biden was, in, or maybe he still is in, I don't know. Now, Biden was in um, uh, uh, Europe right now, uh, just recently, and he, he went to visit the 82nd uh, uh, Airborne, one of America's lead um, um, elite uh, um, military units. And he said to them uh, two things which were very interesting. He said, if Putin uses, I'm, I'm quoting, if Putin uses chemical weapons, we will respond in kind. Really? The United States is going to respond in kind using chemical weapons? Hmm. I rather doubt that. And then he said, the U.S. is going to use, uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, 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 the, uh, the, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, and, and then he said that the, uh, the 82nd Airborne is going to be deployed in, to Ukraine within 48 hours. Well, obviously that didn't happen. So, so once again, we're seeing, you know, the typical Biden that he's just not there. He just doesn't know what he's saying. He's. I understand the White House is trying to walk back some of his comments, also where he called, uh, I believe he called Putin a butcher as well. Well, well Biden has this, this unbelievably um, vile and, and, and adolescent habit of name-calling. I mean, it's almost the opposite of anything concerning diplomacy. Um, okay, but come on, let's be fair. So did Trump. Trump used to call everybody names. <laughs> and not really. Not really? Trump come on, little his, rocket man. Not, not and... <laughs> Trump called his political opponents' names. He never called his international interlocutors' names. He was always very careful about that. He always respected Putin. He always respected uh, 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 the leader of North Korea. Kim Il-jun, uh, he he called him Little Rocket Man. Yes, until they spoke together. Okay, but still, I, okay, okay, doesn't matter though. He still called people's names, but let's get off that. Let's let's go to the next one. Okay. 
my, my claim is that basically the United States is decapitated right now. Um, and the, 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 the Constitution defines five people, uh, five persons succession, the president, the vice president, the um, uh, uh, Speaker of the House, the Secretary of State, and the Secretary of Defense. The United States right now, all five of them are at best incompetent. And if you add all five of them together, you have the, the you have the, the, the brain power of, 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 of an average uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, uh, bar mitzvah student in Israel. Okay, so <laughs> where the do you... The point of the fact is yes, where are you that the United this? States is, is constantly using and overusing this weapon of sanctions. So they've sanctioned Iran, they've sanctioned North Korea, they've sanctioned Venezuela, they've sanctioned Cuba. Has sanctions ever worked anywhere? Remember the last time the United States, last, the United States has these enormous sanctions against Russia right now. The last time they had sanctions as, as, as extensive as these was in 1940 when they sanctioned Japan and the result was Pearl Harbor. Because Japan considered that an act of war. Right, right, right. So what's happening right now? What's happening right now is that the the United States has implemented these enormous sanctions all around places, threatening uh, uh, um, uh, China with sanctions, threatening India with sanctions, threatening everybody left, right, and center. So far, the result uh, is several processes which have begun. We don't know yet where they are. Um, Russia and China are in deep discussions now about um, uh, um, um, an alternative to the SWIFT network. In other words, the first result that uh, 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 Biden's sanctions have caused is an enormous weakening of the United States. So the United States is sanctioning Russia, and the first people to really suffer from it are the American citizens. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, it's not just the price of oil. The price of oil was going up even before the war broke out, but it's gone up enormously since then. Um, uh, 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 I'm, I'm reading now that in some places in the United States, the price of uh, a gallon of, of gasoline at the pump is $7. That's more than double since Biden took office. More than double. Huh. And he's, you know, he's only been in office for basically just a little, little bit over a year. What is it, a year and two months now? Not even a year and one and a half months. Um, there are two basic principles that we all need to recognize, we all need to understand in anything concerning managing a a nation. Energy security is national security. Food security is national security. Biden's sanctions have seriously endangered both United States energy security and United States food security. Now, should the United States have sanctioned Russia? I would say probably yes. Should have done it thoughtfully and carefully and thought out the consequences and what, uh, what they actually mean. Of, absolutely. These were not thought out. These were not planned. These were just adolescent. I, I just can't describe it any other way. Um, but the basic 
one of the basic things that has happened from this is not just the punishment that is brought to the American public, but almost every country in the world that uh, 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 is anything in terms of the world stage, first thing they said is, wait a minute, if it could happen to Russia, if it can happen to all of these rich people in Russia, it can happen to me too. I could be next. Certainly, um, uh, um, uh, the, the, the rulers of, of, of um, uh, the Petrodollar Petro um, nations are thinking that. And we know that for a fact because Saudi Arabia is now discussing in, with China to trade oil for yuan, not just for dollars which has not been the case since 1950. Right. That's very, very bad for the United States. Very. I mean, it's a death, it's a death uh, t toll for the United States. If they... Well, I wouldn't call it a death toll, but it's, 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 a, it's a, a, a very, very large nail in the coffin. Um, the, the present supply chain issues are very complex. Nobody really understands the supply chain, certainly not in America, certainly that this... this this ridiculous jerk that they have there as the the the, well, the secretary of transportation, who probably couldn't transport his mother. It's going to take years at best to return the supply chains to something similar to what was, if ever. Hmm. And that's a very very significant thing to say, because if your supply chains don't work then basically your manufacturing doesn't work either. So, which, so when you look at the yeah. large picture, look at the big picture of things, and, and remember, you, 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 one of your favorite subjects, rightfully so, is this so-called Great Reset and the, the, the plans of the Davos set, the people that like to think that they can control the world. This is their death knell. We're looking right now at the basically at the uh, uh, death throes, and they're going to be enormously violent, and they're going to take a long time. But we're looking at the death throes of the entire socialist establishment around the world. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure how so, in the sense that either one, uh, then maybe what we talked about last week with that. Uh, Laura Logan, who's a, an investigative reporter, she was saying that it's Putin who's fighting against the New World Order. He's a nationalist. He doesn't, he's not a globalist. And he's our, this is what she's saying, that he's our, you know, go-between between, between uh, going to a, a global government. So basically, that she was defending him in that sense. On the other hand, I'm thinking when the world uh, economies collapse or get very weak when there's shortages, when people are suffering and they're looking to their governments and their leadership to help them. That's the opportunity for the left who wants a globalist, one world order, new world order government. That's their opportunity to actually gain power. They say, okay, give us, you know, give us your property, give us your this, and we'll let you live there. You won't have to move, but we're going to own your house instead. And it comes to the point where it is the Great Reset, where we own every, you know, you don't own anything, but you'll be happy because the government's going to own everything. And who is the government? The one world order. Well, it's not quite that simple. It's not quite that simple because of a lot of reasons. But let's begin with the fact that, um, and I mentioned this before, um, uh, um, 
You know what? Hold it until the next segment because the music's already on and we have to go. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Okay. We are off the air. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. This is Shai Bentico, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany's but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel, Phantom Nation, every Monday. at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And we're talking about what's happening, of course, in Ukraine and how it's going to affect the world, the New World Order or the New World Hiccup, etc. Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem is our guest. And you were just talking about in the last segment before we had to go to a break about you were getting to uh, world hunger, food shortages. What, what were you going to say? Yeah, you were, talk- you were talking about the idea that they could... Uh, uh, control people by controlling their possessions and etc. The, 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 this this uh, utterly asinine expression uh, that came out of the the voice, uh, uh you will own nothing and you will be happy, which is I find that absolutely absolutely repulsive. Right. Um, but you know you can do that if you're talking about a car. Okay, so you don't really own the car. You own your, you're sort of a renter. You don't really own your house. You're sort of a renter. You can do that with anything except food. That's the limit. Never let a good crisis go to waste. What about that one? Sorry? Never let a good well, crisis yeah, go to was, waste. That was, that was by, that, by, that, by that idiot that was the... Um, uh, um, uh, Chief the, of the, Staff of Obama's, the, the, right? Yeah, the, um, Obama's staff. Right. He was an idiot. Uh, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a really dumb thing to say. First of all, it's a dumb thing to say in any case because you just don't want to uh, expose yourself to the, 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 that degree. How... how how great you 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 view everybody else in contempt. You, I mean, that's just not a smart thing to do. But beyond that, beyond the idea of of just being contemptible to show that you have contempt for everybody else, your elitism. Um, let, let's go for a few numbers just really quickly. Fifteen percent of all global calories are either from wheat or rice. 25 to 28% of all wheat comes from Russia and Ukraine together. That's a bad, bad combination of numbers. 28% of all human production is food. 12% of all production is Russia and Ukraine. That's another bad set of numbers. Very, very bad. You can, we can say that the cost of the war, Ukraine will not be planting this year. Let's say, okay, they're uh, 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 the fifth largest exporter of wheat in the world and one of the, large, the largest uh, exporter of, of, um, of uh, uh, um, uh, sunflower oil and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The, the long been considered the breadbasket of Europe. Um, but banning Russian wheat was just evil. 
was just a, a horrible thing to do because the first people that are going to die from star starvation are the people of North Africa and afterwards the people from the rest of Africa. And then it's going to hit the United States as well. So anybody who thinks that it's not going to hit the United States, listen to the, the, the U.S. president. He said it yes last week. He said last week that Americans are going to die from hunger. How did he say that? He actually said those words. He said there will be hunger in the United States. It's part of the price we need to pay. That Americans need to pay. Again, but America grows its own wheat. America has wheat. They have fields of wheat and grain. First of all, yes, you're correct. America is, is a very large uh, um, 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 uh, uh, grower of wheat. But they don't have enough. They, they import a lot from, from outside. Secondly, it's not just wheat. Remember, if, 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 if there's not wheat available in the world or, or a shortage of wheat in the world, there's a shortage of animal fodder as well. You don't have what to feed pigs, cows, um, uh, chickens. Um, and it goes on and on. Remember that in every, in every action, remember... Newton's second law of thermodynamics. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Right. In politics as well. So, yes, they've done all sorts of things. Some of them, um, superficially, might look like very logical things to do until you start to think. And then you very quickly find out that they have consequences. And these consequences are going to bite you in the place where you try to sit down. And they're going to bite hard, very, very hard. And they're going to bite eventually in the United States to the population as well. Remember, uh, 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 tens of percent, I think, I think that number that, uh, that I quoted a, a few weeks ago was 12.5% of the U.S. armed forces regularly go to, go to, go to bed hungry. There are hundreds of thousands of homeless in the United States. In the United States, the richest country the world has ever known. Hundreds of thousands of people. So you're so saying... All of this inflation is not just going to hurt the, the little guys that don't really count between the, uh, between the Appalachians and the Rocky Mountains. All of those people that... The elites of America don't really think about too much. So you're saying that the American leadership today in the White House is making its bed and the American citizens need to sleep, will have to sleep in it. Yes, that, I'm certainly saying that, but I'm saying even more than that, that the American leadership in the, uh, 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 today is not in the White House any longer. It used to be. And where is it? In China today? Where is it? No, no, I would say it's in, it's in, it's in a combination of of of, of uh, Silicon Valley and a few other and a few other concentrations. You have uh, uh, it's basically the United States today is an oligarchy. It's no longer a, a, a republic. It's no longer a democracy. Hmm. We saw that in Canada just a few weeks ago. If they can confiscate um, uh, uh, the Russian oligarchs' money, just as the Canadians confiscated the money from the from the uh, private um, 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 uh, bank accounts of truckers who are blue, blue, uh, blue collar, regular worker, working people. 
So if they can do that to them, they can do that to anybody. And they do that all under emergency laws, right? I mean, they can't just do that under regular everyday law. Well, that's no longer the case. That used to be the case. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the those emergency laws were now, in America, were passed after 9-11, and they have never been rescinded. That's the problem. And, that's and the even, problem. In, right? They have been under Biden. They were even strengthened. Whenever you give up power, you never get it back unless you fight for it, unless you bleed for it, unfortunately. That's what history has and, shown us. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the case. Basically... The less, one of the lessons of history is that um, there's always going to be somebody who wants your power. And if you're not diligent, uh, they will get it. We have three minutes left. What do you want to, where do you want to go with this segment, this last okay, segment? I don't want to repeat things about, more about the fertilizer and things like that. We all know about that. Let me just look at a couple of very basic items right now because, as you say, the time is quite short now. Um, uh, 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 uh. Let me quote again Peter Zehan that I've quoted many times in the past. Quote, I will be very surprised if global wheat prices did not at least quadruple, and then Middle Eastern prices will be significantly above that. Every country in the region imports at least half the calories they consume, Israel included. Expect to see countries go out and take matters into their own hands. In other words, close quote, in other words, expect energy wars, expect food wars. And again, I'm quoting him, Peter Zehad, I'm expecting countries like Britain, France, Denmark, Spain, Germany, Italy, adventuring into the African continent to cut direct deals with oil exporters there to prevent the crude from going anywhere except to Europe. In other words, we're talking about an attempt to renew colonialism the only way they can go direct to the African continent today is by a military force because the African countries today are actually organized, they're actually real countries and they actually have pride in their countries and they will fight So this really is uh, the, the um, Third World War I don't, I don't like that terminology, but what I am saying is that the, basically the, the, the so-called Great Reset has pretty much killed itself, um, which is why I call it the Great Hiccup. Um, the basic idea of socialism is finished. And state why one more time in a sentence. Um, Look, the Great Reset is based upon the idea of socialism. Socialism basically says we have a certain elite. The elite will control you and control everything, uh, all the means of production. Um, And this elite cannot do it any longer because, as I said before, you can do that with houses, you can do that with automobiles. You cannot do that with food. When people start going hungry, remember, uh, let me put it differently very quickly. The last time something like this happened, the last time there was a major problem with export of Russian wheat was in 2010. The result of that was what's called the Arab Spring. Tens of countries where there were uprisings. And they're not finished yet today. The last time the Russian uh, 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 oil networks were stopped 
It took them 32 years to renew production. 32 years. Hmm. These are not problems that are going to be solved trivially or quickly. So we're in it for a rough ride. We're in the whole, the entire world is in for a very rough ride. And again, I'm not talking just for myself. This is not my, my personal opinion only. And again, I've given, I've given sources, go to uh, Stanford research, go to Daniela Camboni, go to Peter Zahan, go to, I can give names after names after names, but Hmm. if someone wants uh, 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 good uh, uh, sources, send me an email and I will give you, and I will give you many sources. All right, everybody. I have. We have to stop here. Everybody, you can write info at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and I'll forward all letters to Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem, so you can get that information. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 